Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody out there, welcome to the Positively Wrestling year-end May Young Give Them a Hand Awards show. Thank you so much! Thank you, Mayor. I'm Tim Kennard. With me as always, Stephen Davidson. Are you ready for this fun show today, Steve? I'm ready. If you're listening to this on Friday, Happy New Year! It's the last day of the year. Uh, I'm at the Magic Kingdom as you're listening to this. I'm not going to make it to midnight. I know that already. I know that I'm getting up early in the morning to head to Universal Studios. I got to try to ride that Velocicoaster. Have you heard about the Velocicoaster, Tim? I have not. It's the new Jurassic World roller coaster at Universal Studios. It flips you over down over water and you ride along the track that way for a few seconds. You have no shoulder harnesses. You only have a lap bar. It's terrifying. And I'm terrified to do it. And I'm going to try to get in line for it as soon as I possibly can. Get it out of the way early. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm not going to drink anything until after I ride it. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm terrified to do it. But that's my plan. If you're listening to this on Friday for tomorrow. Um, hey, I kind of wanted to call these awards today uh, the Pawsberries. The Pawsberries. <laughs> okay. Okay, I kind of like that. The Pawsberries. Eh. Eh, except, except these are good. We're not doing that raspberry crap or they just talk about stuff they hate this is stuff we like because we're positive so this is pawsberries yes being positive this is all stuff we like and hey keep in mind when you're listening here these are our opinions some of these are just going to be our favorites this you know it's, uh, they're, it's, they're your opinions i'm right uh, okay well steven is contradictory to our own credo here at positively wrestling <laughs> i'm positive i'm right <laughs> you get a raspberry sir <laughs> Ooh, not the kind you want uh, um but <laughs> yeah we're gonna have some fun today we've got some, some cool categories and of course you know after you listen to the show uh if you feel differently want to let us know what your favorites were in these categories let us know um it'd be great maybe in the future uh maybe next year as our listening audience grows. And again, we do thank everyone who has listened to us this year. Uh, I have to double check, but I believe we surpassed our 2000 listens. Ooh. Um, earlier in the year, we hit a thousand and we've already hit 2000 before the end of this year, which is awesome. Just so you know, I listened to the last episode 1800 times. Oh, well now see now, you're throwing off our numbers, dude. Oh. <laughs> You're killing us. You're killing us. I just kept deleting it and re-downloading it. <laughs> I guess technically that would work. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening. We do appreciate the support. And we hope you have fun with today's show. But yeah, next year, maybe we can put up polls and let people vote themselves and then go over results mm. uh, on the show. That would be a lot of fun, I think. Twitter um, doesn't allow polls anymore, though. They suck. Oh, that's true. You can do Facebook polls, but you can't do Twitter polls. No, no, it's the other way around. I've got it backwards. Never mind. I suck. Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> there you go. I said what everyone was thinking. Yeah. 
but uh let's jump right in here um gonna start with our breakout star of the year now keep in mind this doesn't have to be a rookie so to speak it's it could be someone you know huge character change but you know came into some some awesome stuff this year and just really gave us gold um and so what do you think who do you think the big breakout star of the year was for you for me we still have to there's a little wait and see on it but i've got a good feeling i think it's happening right now as we're speaking tomorrow could change all that but my breakout star finally Liv morgan she's finally getting the shot that we've been waiting for her to get and she's making the most of it she's she's stepping up and she's delivering on everything that she has uh, been asked to do and she's taking full advantage of the opportunity that she's getting right now she can't control the booking we'll see what happens at day one tomorrow but right now she uh quite frankly she's a bigger star than she was at the beginning of the year the crowd's behind her and uh i think whether she wins or loses tomorrow doesn't really matter she's still going to be a star in the fans eyes I agree. I think that's that's awesome. I think that's a great choice for breakout star of the year. For me, I chose someone who uh, has reinvented themselves this year. Um, now, this is someone who has held a title in the past, a um, couple of titles, actually. Uh, but since they're uh, moving on from WWE, completely reinvented themselves. And I, I love the change in their character. And for me, it's Matt Cardona. Oh. breakout for the year uh you know going to his actual name matt cardona going into game change wrestling and just surprising everyone and he's a completely different character and person now it's kind of insane and he's doing some great things in impact right now and could be a future impact heavyweight champion he could be very could be he's got a triple threat match uh coming up as of right now uh mm-hmm. here in a few weeks um so yeah i I really like what matt has done i've been uh catching up and following on that and i was really impressed with what he's been able to do in in the re-envisioning of himself he's really used twitter a lot too to help with that process yeah and and one of the first ones really ever to use the internet to get over yeah yeah he kind of pioneered that idea really yeah yeah uh so big props to Matt, but yes, live. Yeah. Uh, I think just getting bigger and bigger and better as we go. So yeah. next um, is the, Oh, you didn't know your ass, better call somebody star of the year. Uh, someone who maybe everybody else is kind of sleeping on, but we think there are big things to expect from them in the future mine some people i think kind of see this coming but i really expect next year to be her year and i think that's cora jade i think cora jade is posed for or poised for big big things in 2022 yeah she's had a lot of big wins she's had big wins over um uh uh frankie monet and frankie monet mandy mandy rose darby allen Um, (laughs) (laughs) dakota kai (laughs) yeah um yeah uh i i i think so too i mean you know the only thing that can kill it at this point is uh 
Vince getting wishy-washy like he does sometimes, but she's good enough and young enough. She's what, 19 or 20? Yeah. That even if that happens this time, it's only a matter of time. Um, She's already shown how excellent she is. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Not my pick, but I'm with you. My pick, I've talked about her on the show quite a bit. I'm telling you all, you need to be watching Aaliyah James over in NXT UK. She's got it all. She's got the the talent she's got the charisma she's got the look um she seems comfortable on the mic she's had a lot of mic time but what little she's had she's been fine with and uh yeah it's just gonna happen as long as she wants it to doesn't get injured and anything along those lines Uh, i think she's a star in the making and i think next year will be a bigger year for her i would love to see her as nxt uk women's champion don't know if that'll happen that title doesn't change a whole lot they don't do a lot of a lot of uh, hot shotting with the titles over there in NXT UK. So that may be a little out of reach this early, but um, I think it's a matter of time before she starts winning titles and people know who Aaliyah James is. Yes. Yes. Uh, we're going to pause for my first surprise category. Oh, oh <laughs> okay. But All it right. ties in with this a little bit. Okay. Um, just, and this is just spitballing, of course. The year is 2025. Main event of WrestleMania for you is what? You're, you've already thought about this, right? I just now did. So okay. I didn't have any pre-preparation. I really didn't. Pre-preparation? I didn't think about this before we started recording. I mean, I just, I just literally thought of this. You can think about your words, either pre-preparation. Preparation. Um, all right. How about post-preparation? So, <laughs> what are you, one of my students? Um, okay. So, you know, I make fun of my, by the way, let me just say, I make fun of my students. I have some wonderful students. I really, really do. Not that our listeners art. would know it. I know, I know. I just, I just, it just occurred to me that I never say anything good. I have some amazing students. They're not all the ones that I make fun of. Um, most of them are not that. Uh, okay. So 2025, you said? So yeah, uh, really just a few years. Okay. I mean, it may have two main events if it's been like. Well, I'm just saying like that way you don't have to think of many, but like what would be like one big match. Okay. You think would happen. Here, I'll give Ooh. you time to think. I'll go ahead and give you mine. Okay. It's a triple threat for the now unified women's championship in WWE between Cora Jade, Roxy, and we'll throw in Aaliyah James. Okay. All right. That's, uh, I, I was thinking Sasha Banks and Liv Morgan. I think Sasha's still going to be at the top of her game, and Liv Morgan, by then, will be right there with her. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, the crowd loves both of them, and I think they'll both be super over, and I think that would be a fantastic WrestleMania main event in yeah, a couple I, of years. I would not be disappointed in that at all. Yeah. At all. Uh, let's switch over to some tag team wrestling and uh, doing men's and women's here. Um, so we'll start with the men. Okay. Uh, who was your men's tag team of the year? Got to go with the Usos. Very consistent throughout the year. They, I mean, they're still a team. Yeah. They, they've never broken up. And you can say, well, they're brothers. It's all right. It doesn't matter. We've, we've seen brother teams break up. Over and over, the Hardys have come and gone, broken up and gotten back together and, and 
changed promotions and wrestled in different promotions. The Usos are still here. They're still relevant. They were bigger this year than they've ever been. And so it's hard for me to, to put any other team above the Usos. I agree. And I chose the Usos as well. I think they have uh, just dominated this year. Uh, The reinvention with the, you know, the family, the head of the table, the, the, you know, the bloodline has been incredible along with Roman Reigns. So they've had that spotlight at the top, um, not riding his coattails, but walking arm in arm with, you know, his push and his direction has been fantastic. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't, they consistently deliver in the ring. Oh yeah. Consistently deliver in the ring. Yeah. So, their match with the street profits was fantastic. The one at the pay-per-view, whichever pay-per-view that was uh, one of the recent ones. Um, yeah, th- that was one of the best matches of the year. I thought. Yeah. I, I especially as far as tag team goes. Yes. 100%. Oh yeah. Certainly. As far as that goes. 100%. Um, totally agree. Uh, women's tag team of the year. Um, this one, again, not as much to choose from, unfortunately, right. when we talk about this. But for me, I just I kept going back and thinking about things we've talked about on the show. I got to give it to the Hex. Yeah. I mean, wrestling in multiple promotions, defending championships, winning championships. And they're, they're, they're a solid team. They're fun to watch. Uh, and they they work very well and complement each other very well. So uh, yeah, hats off to the hex. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was torn between them and one other team. Uh, since you gave it to the hex, I guess I'll go with the other team. So we're not repeating here. My other choice, but I, but I mean, yeah, the hex. But fire and flavor. And the only reason I I didn't give it to them is because Kira Hogan moved on and they split up at the end. But Man, what a great team Fire and Flavor was. Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles in Impact. Two-time champions they became this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were just a constant. They were a fixture of Impact television. They were mixing it up with the top names in yeah. the, in the uh, division, in the promotion. Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering. And, and yeah, so, uh, and they belonged. They were right there with them. And they were just, they, they just, they they jived really well together. Yes. Um, I wish they were still a team, but it's not always about what we want. And that's okay. Um, Kiera looks to, to be getting a foothold elsewhere right now. And that's good for her. Yes. Um, Tasha Steele's coming up. She's in that uh, ultimate X match too. So yeah. Yeah. Super so, excited for that. Mm-hmm. Good things for both of them. Uh, but man, as a team, they just couldn't be beat. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my runner up for me was decay. Um, because Rosemary and Havoc had a wonderful year as well. Yeah, like they were the ones I believe that took the belts. Yes, uh, the, the second time, the second, the second time. time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the second end, the second reign. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, but congratulations there. Uh, for me, it was hex for you, fire and flavor. Uh, but great tag teams all the way around. Um, yes, hopefully we get more solid women's tag teams in the future. Yeah, especially in WWE, if you're going <laughs> right. to have a division. You need good teams. Let's stop split. splitting them up and firing them. Uh, and quit hodgepodging people together all the time. Yeah. Kind of with you. You have all this talent. NXT, bring people up as a team. Yeah. Let them run as a team. But yeah. Anyway, um, let's move on to surprise uh, category. Okay. Here go we ahead. go. Are you ready? Yeah. Comeback of the year. 
Ooh, ooh, man. Now, see, this one's tough because I look at comebacks that have come with accolades and accomplishments mm-hmm. and then comebacks that have been sentimental favorites. Mm-hmm. So it's it's tough. So I'll kind of qualify it as both. Um, okay. Obviously, my comeback sentimental favorite is CM Punk. I mean, mm-hmm. how, how can you not be excited that CM Punk came back to wrestling? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. But if I had to think about accolades, I give it to Christian. Mm. Yeah. I give it to Christian. Comeback of the year came in, won titles in AEW and Impact. Or, well, technically Impact, but it was on right. AEW pay per view. Right. But even the stuff he's done in AEW has been amazing. Great matches. Um, yeah. I, I, Christian, got to give it to Christian. I'm giving it to the inspiration. Fired Ooh. at their lowest. Not even sure they could stay in this country. In fact, they didn't for a while. Having to fight, not just being without a job, but not even being able to live where they used to live. And then they made it work. They found a way. They came back to Impact. They won the Women's Tag Team Championships. And they're making it uh, feel important and feel fun. And, I mean, the Women's Tag Team division there is a lot more important than the one in WWE. Agreed. Uh, and the inspiration is a big part of that. And so good for them on keeping their heads up and, and not, not, get, not, not feeling defeated when uh, they were going through a rough time. So inspiration for me. They, I, they, they inspired me. There you go. Mm-hmm. I can't disagree with that. They, they, a wonderful comeback for them as well. Wonderful comeback. Um, let's go to entrance music. And for me, I... I because, I mean, I could say my favorite is Cult of Personality, but we've known about that one for a while. So I tried to go with newer themes that haven't been around very long. Or, or maybe themes that don't exist outside of the world of wrestling. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Um, uh, so for me, it's that new Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danielson. Really? Okay. I love his interest, the way they remix the whole Flight of the Valkyries mm-hmm. and that beat it's got behind it. I just, I just like it. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Gets me amped. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, for me, it's, it's still, and I've mentioned this on the show before too. It's Io Shirai. I love Io Shirai's music so much, so much. I think though a close number two is Hazuki. I'm telling you that music is kicking. I thought for um, sure you were going to say Hazuki. For this. <laughs> <laughs> it's close. It's close. Um, but Io's is just, yeah, fantastic. And it, it really, when she changed over to that music, it helped her complete the, the, character change from happy go lucky yay i'm just happy to be here io shirai to at that time a heel um now she's no longer a heel but she's also not the face she was before that heel turn and she's really found her niche and then music is a part of it and it's just so cool it's so cool love io's music yes and i I love io's music too i think it's great um yeah uh what uh what moment made you laugh the most what was your funniest moment that you Uh, thought of this year it it just happened um a couple of weeks ago on nxt and i genuinely don't think this was intended um (laughs) which makes it funnier yes um because wade barrett is not this type of person he doesn't normally say this type of thing. So I think it was completely unintentional. Um, but Wade Barrett, Vic Joseph on commentary during jacket time. 
and Jack at times having their match and, you know, Wade's playing it up, being the heel, um, complaining about jacket time and how they always have their jackets on. And so he's complaining and he says, I'm sick of jacket time. I'm just so sick. Of, I, I think it should be jacket off time. <laughs> Big Joseph goes, what? <laughs> Don't be cross. They should take the jackets off. <laughs> and I know he didn't think about it. You can just tell, you can tell the difference when when somebody's got it planned and when it just comes out wrong and it just came out wrong and yeah big joseph's response genuine shock uh yeah that made me laugh so much it was great (laughs) it was funny it was funny um for me it's gotta be uh matt riddle uh cosplaying as randy orton (laughs) okay (laughs) on raw (laughs) with the goatee and the mustache and yeah he had the tights and the 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 vest and everything and he's puffed out his chest and randy i'm vipering you know it's like come (laughs) on man how randy kept a straight face during that i'll never know yeah i've I've never seen randy orton laugh i i think i think he's one of those that's kind of like the undertaker you got to try to i mean you got to try hard to break him once the camera's rolling or you're in front of a crowd yeah um but yeah, <laughs> um, the, the RK Bro stuff has been has been good this year. Yes, yeah. at, at, both as just a team in the ring has been great, but just the entertainment value mm-hmm. of those two has been. And one the, of my the favorite odd couple, the odd couple pairing. Yeah, and one of my favorite uh, stories about that uh, came out about uh, the Saudi Arabia show because Riddle, of course, comes out on the camel, and originally there were two camels. And Vince was like, no, Randy, you cannot go out on the camel. And Randy's like, why not? <laughs> and he's like, you've got to be the serious one. You, We can't have you coming out on a camel. Because <laughs> Randy apparently wanted to ride the camel. Right, right. <laughs> that just makes me laugh. <laughs> I like that. That's that's awesome. Um, yeah, RK Bro doing great things. Um, okay, uh, your favorite spot or move of the year? I talked about this uh, after it happened and it's, it's not something that was big or elaborate or showy. It's something that was smart that I hadn't seen before and haven't seen since it happened. And it just leads me to question why, because it made so much sense. And when it happened, that's what I said. I said, why haven't I seen that before? It seems like people should be doing that all the time. It's a moment with Tanabe versus Starlight Kid. And Starlight hits the ropes and is bouncing back, coming back towards Momo. And Momo likes to throw her kicks. And she does. She throws a kick, but not to the chest or not to the head. She throws it to the ankle, to the shin, which sends Starlight crashing to the crashing to the mat. And there you go. Starlight is shaken. She's down. And Momo's got the advantage. Makes perfect sense. And I don't understand why that's the first time. I've been watching wrestling since 1985. Why have I never seen that until now? It was brilliant and it was simple and it was believable and it was effective and it was new and it was fresh. All things that I love. So Momo, you got it. Good choice. Excellent. I like that. And kind of a different approach to this when people think, what was your favorite spot of the year? They expect somebody going through three tables off the top of a cage. We see that stuff all the time. All they can do is add another table. That doesn't make it different. For me... 
mine is because of the crispness of this move. And we talked about it on the show. And it's Sasha delivering that Meteora to Shotzi. Mm-hmm. Which one? The, the one on the outside or the one on the inside? The one on the, the, one on the outside was just, because it's on the outside, made it look that much more right. brutal. Yeah. But it was just perfect. It was smooth. The placement when she hits her knees on the shoulders, the landing, it was all so fluid. Mm-hmm. And it still sticks out in my mind. I absolutely love that. I, um, I've never seen anybody bump for the Meteora that well. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, I guess, runner up just because, and it could have, I could have put this in funniest spot of the year for me too, was on uh, Dynamite. Um, Sting is at the entrance ramp and they're having this thing with the, the gun club. And one of them goes up the ramp and Darby Allen comes out of nowhere and just absolutely yeets the guy, knocks him out. <laughs> out <laughs> just out, come, like, if you've not seen that spot, watch that video. It is unintentionally hilarious. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> my jaw is just like, oh my God, he murdered him. He literally <laughs> murders him on live yeah. TV. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> on live TV, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was, that was a fun category. Um, yeah. Uh, let's we'll throw another surprise in here. Oh, uh-oh. I'm okay. I'm preparing to be surprised. And this one is more, uh, this one's definitely opinionated. Uh, but uh, what is, uh, and this is just for us, basically, what's a hot take you have about wrestling right now that, you know, you don't think a lot of people share? You know what I mean? When, I, I think- when I'm saying this. I think most people disagree with me on most things that I say. Um, ah. <laughs> um, Kenny Omega is overrated. Okay. Okay. He's fine. He's not bad. Kenny Omega doesn't suck, but he's a little goofy when he's in the ring. He, 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 he's not a good actor. He makes goofy faces. He oversells and his execution is good on the things that he does, but he doesn't put a lot of thought into constructing a match with drama and with suspense. And so his matches are technically proficient and well done. No question about that. He doesn't do anything badly, but I don't think he puts the thought into the overall story of the match that would normally hook me and make me a fan of somebody. Okay. And like I said, that's why this one is a very opinionated category because people enjoy wrestling for different things. And what you watch wrestling for, I can see that why you would say that you think Kenny's overrated. Yeah, I totally get it. Um, I like Kenny. I I don't I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I don't agree with all the points either. So but um, and sometimes it's just a matter of things that bother me may not bother somebody else. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. You know, it's, it's, it's all subjective. Yeah. But, but no, that is, that's an interesting hot take though. And that's what I meant that you hit nail right on the head for the content I was looking for there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, my hot take is that there are no casual wrestling fans that doesn't exist anymore. There's no such thing as casual wrestling fans anymore. That gets thrown around a lot when they talk about ratings and the whole war over the ratings, that shouldn't exist anymore either, other than in the TV execs' minds. I understand why they care. Mm-hmm. But why fans care, I think it's kind of dumb. Because when you look at it, the numbers barely fluctuate anymore. They go up and they go down, but it's very minimal. 
So you're not moving the needle a whole bunch. So those casual fans, everyone keeps being very passionate about, oh, who's getting the casual fans? Who cares? They're not really changing anything. And in that respect, the argument of why WWE doesn't do certain things, and and this is why I think it's ridiculous, that because for me, WWE doesn't give the fans what they want nine times out of ten. And, you know, it's like, well, and the argument online is like, well, they're not going to just cater to the hardcore fans. It's like, why not? Because that is their fan base. The people that keep tuning in every week, you're not a casual fan. You're a hardcore fan. If you're tuning in every week, Mm -hmm. that's just way to, that's my feeling. Yeah. It could be that the casual fans are just not watching at all. Yeah. And that it could be, you could win the back. But it would take, I mean, some, it'd take some real doing to do that. Mm Mm-hmm to really get enough fans to come back to where you can say it's like, oh, we got an extra million viewers this this week. Mm-hmm. That's going to take something massive. Yeah. And for it to happen consistently, that's going to take an ideology change. Yeah. In the way you do your business. Yeah. But although don't don't tell Roman Reigns there are no needle movers. You see that new shirt? Oh, man. <laughs> I loved it. I love the show. I think it's great, but I, I go back to the, you know, the old adage is like, if you think you're number one, you don't mention number two, because that means mm-hmm. they bother you. Yeah. And if you're making a shirt to specifically go to war with CM Punk <laughs> and <laughs> AEW, you're bothered. You're totally bothered. But I think yeah. it's great. I think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I love the back and forth flame wars between the two mm-hmm. on screen. I think it's amazing. People complain. It's like, Oh, why are they mentioning this or mentioning that? I was like, because it's entertainment and we want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Yeah. But anyway, uh, let's move on to a title win of the year. Uh, a title win that just meant a lot to you and that you liked a lot this year. Going all-star dream Cinderella, Tom Nakano winning the wonder of stardom championship from Julia. I was completely invested in this. Tom had been one of my favorites since shortly after I started watching Stardom. And I was waiting and waiting for her to get a shot. And the feud with Julia was absolutely thrilling, absolutely amazing. And the build to this match where it was for the title, but also hair versus hair. And Julia had been practically unbeatable since she arrived in Stardom. So there was never a feeling like, oh, Tom's definitely winning this, no matter what the booking looked like going into it. So I was so, so into this that I got up and watched it live in the middle of the night. That's how into this I was. I watched it live at like three in the morning and I didn't regret it. It was a tremendous match. And Tom getting that win over Julia, being the one to dethrone her, Uh, was really special. I rarely get to see my favorites do things like that. Usually my favorites are getting pushed down the card and I'm getting frustrated all the time. Uh, So it was really special to me to to see Tom Nakano finally get a shot to be a single star. And uh, yeah, that's where it started early this year. Excellent. I like that. Mine, I would say, parallels in some ways to yours in that um, instead of, you know, that person finally reaching that uh, that that plateau, that crest, uh, grabbing that ring. It's someone who had been held down on the card, who deserved another run and just couldn't get it and was being horribly misused, then gets released 
and has a comeback in the year and becomes a 10-time women's world champion. Mickey James becoming Impact Knockouts champion again. I think third time for that title, 10 times overall. Um, that just meant a lot to me because, and we talked about it on the show during the year about how they were horribly misusing her. It was bad. It was in really WWE bad. towards the yeah. end. Like it was just no respect at all. Like not even giving her an entrance yep. at one match. It, just, yeah, it was just it, ending it her match with Oscar early, which was a referee's mistake, but they should have followed that up with some sort of rematch or something. And there yeah. was never anything, never any follow up to that. Yeah. You could have turned bad. that into a two or three week arc and got something yeah. out of it. And they didn't. And yeah. So uh, for me, it was her finally getting back to where she deserved to be, honestly. Cause I mean, look at her matches. She still can go. Still puts on oh, yeah. wonderful oh, matches. Yeah. yeah. Um, and still, I think still has a, at least a couple real good years in the ring in this business left. She doesn't feel or look any different to me than she ever has really yeah, as I mean, far as her performance. I want to talk goes. about people who, who seem to have not aged. Yeah. Like her and Christian. Right. It's just like, what fountain of youth have you found? Yeah. That you guys are still performing at this level that you've yep. been doing it for literally 20 years. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. No, yep. crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, feud of the year. Who? This is a, this is a, this is a tough one. There's, there's, there's been some really good feuds. There have been, and it came down to two for me, but I've got to go with the one that just culminated. Um, couple of weeks ago momo watanabe and starlight kid just oh my god this whole thing felt so real and again that's what stardom does they have a way of making it all feel real more so than any other promotion um and it really really felt like momo and starlight hated each other they had that awesome match that i got my spot of the year from earlier that ended with the double count out because Momo just hated Starlight so much. She didn't care about winning the match or, or winning the high speed championship. She just cared about beating up Starlight kid. And um, if you remember when I was first talking about this match, after it happened, I said, this is the kind of match where if you had someone who hated wrestling and who was always going on and on about, Oh, how fake it is and all this, they would have looked at that and said, I think they really hate each other though. Um, it, It was completely believable. And it was so personal um, with Starlight throwing jabs and saying that, you know, Momo ate too much and so can't do high speed anymore. And then uh, Momo leading up to the, the uh, four and four match, Oedo Tai versus Queen's Quest, where the loser, the loser, the losing team's captain had to join the other unit. Momo out with Starlight's mask on the line as well. So, so much at stake here. Momo going out and saying that um, I've seen Starlight without her mask. And a lot of people think that she's probably really beautiful, but uh, don't get your hopes up. Uh, (laughs) That's a promo. Like that's, that's a promo. (laughs) It was, it was so eloquent, but so cutting at the same time. Like that's how you do it. And that's how you make it feel real. And then the swerve at the end of that match where it comes down to Momo and Azumi against Starlight 
and Momo has that chair. I'm thinking she's so mad she's going to hit Starlight with the chair and get herself disqualified by accident, but instead she turns and hits Zumi with the chair and then hits the referee with the chair to deliberately get herself disqualified and moved over um, was like I, me in that moment, I was so into it. And again, I'd forgotten that it wasn't real. That stardom's so good at that. And Momo and Starlight are so good at that. I didn't think in that moment, oh, wow, they booked a Momo heel turn. I thought, Momo, why did you hit a Zoomy? Like, why? Why are you doing this? So I was into it. And, ah. Uh, I wish that happened all the time and it doesn't, but it happened with this feud. And so how could I not give it feud of the year? And I, I can't disagree with you one bit, especially hearing you talk about it. That's amazing. Cause again, when it, when stuff like this, this is why we have this show and we call it positively wrestling, because this is one of the huge positives when the product can evoke these feelings. Yeah. As we watch, it's amazing. It's as good as any drama on TV as any movie as you'll see in the theater, when it's done right, it it takes you away. You escape into it and you believe it. And it's so awesome. And I love that. And I knew you on this particular category would go in that kind of direction. Not necessarily knowing which feud you'd pick, but why you would pick this. It, I kind of knew that. Mine's a little bit different, um, but still entertainment value wise. Uh, is there but mine is a feud that will never culminate in a match it will never there will never be a match in this feud paul Heyman and caleb braxton you got it <laughs> look at me go paul Heyman and caleb braxton <laughs> have had one of the best feuds ever <laughs> and this year i mean the constant back and forth the great chemistry between the two of them it's amazing and it's all on the mic yeah, we never we're never going to expect there to be any physical altercation in this feud, but it entertains week after week after week after week. I have absolutely loved it. Yeah, that's my feud of the year. I'm a close follow up for me would have been um, Omega Page from start okay. to finish, beginning of the year to culminating to Page's big win at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. That was very very good. Um, uh, I would have even possibly thrown in uh punk and mjf just for the promos alone so far mm. the end of the year have been amazing mm-hmm. uh same thing for roman and brock the roman mm-hmm. brock stuff at the end of the year has been great but for me it, it's paul and caleb i yeah. love them this year it's been amazing not only will it never culminate in a match it just feels like it will never end like yeah pro- and they're, they're always gonna... going to have this dynamic yeah it's going to just keep going and keep going and keep going yeah um Regardless of whether Heyman is a heel or a face. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to matter. He's always right. going to be a heel to Caleb Braxton. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It is. Yeah. I agree. Uh, let's move on to your favorite pay-per-view of the year. Uh, I talked about it a few minutes ago. Uh, All-Star Dream Cinderella earlier this year in March. March 3rd. I got up in the middle of the night to watch it and it absolutely delivered eight matches and all of them were good to legendary anywhere and somewhere in between Um, culminating in that uh, Julia Tom Nakano match. And it it gave me everything I wanted 
uh, except Nene Takahashi beat Momo. I would have wanted that to go the other way, but good match regardless. Um, and it was it was the biggest show in Stardom's history, and they uh, absolutely delivered on it. And I enjoyed every single match and every single moment. And uh, they've had a couple others that were up there for me. It really came down to like two or three stardom pay-per-views is really what it came down to for me. Nothing else was in the mix here. Um, but that's the one that got the nod. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, for me, uh, and like yours came down to a couple stardom pay-per-views. Mine came down to a couple AEW pay-per-views, mm-hmm. being very honest. Uh, almost did full year uh, just because the payoff on some of those stories like Adam Page, as I said earlier. But mm-hmm. for me, it was all out in September. Uh, the return match, CM Punk in the ring for the first time in seven years versus Darby. The debut of Adam Page. The debut of Brian Danielson. Plus all the matches on the debut card. Debut of Adam Cole. Adam Cole. I mean, Adam Cole, not Adam Page. Sorry. Adam Cole um, uh, joining the Elite. And then, of course, yeah, uh, Brian Danielson coming out to confront him at the end. The double debut at the end of the pay-per-view was amazing. Uh, and, I mean, as a pay-per-view, it delivered very solid matches top to bottom. Like the uh, the tag match uh, with, um, I don't know, forget their names. I think that was uh, Young Bucks and... FTR? Was it FTR at that one? No. Lucha... Uh, Lucha... Uh, not Lucha Underground. Lucha Bros. The Lucha Bros. Yeah, I think I think that's it. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Lucha Bros and uh Young Bucks. Um, but yeah, no, just that whole card was awesome. Uh and the returns alone, the nostalgia factor is heavy for that one for me, why I got my paper view of the year, but mostly because it's the fans were given everything they wanted during that show, basically, mm-hmm. which is like fan service, fan service, fan service, which was awesome. Yeah. I think they need to hire Adam Plant just to further confuse all the Adams. Yes. Hey, what about Adam Bomb? Yes. <laughs> Bring back Adam Bomb. <laughs> um, but uh, kind of tying into promotion, I mean, pay-per-view a little bit. Let's go to promotion of the year. What promotion do you think has had the biggest year? Stardom, period. That, that was easy for me. Um, they Every time they deliver i've never seen a bad stardom show there have been stardom shows that haven't had an effect on the overall momentum of the stories or things like that you know they have some placeholder shows but even on the placeholder shows the action's good so i've i've never seen a bad stardom show and the talent you can you can just see how invested they are in what they do and how tight-knit they are as as a locker room and they're all on the same team, not on screen, but behind the scenes. You can tell that they're all on the same team. Um, nobody's trying to outdo each other or to sabotage each other. Um, they're all there for one reason, to make stardom a success. And it shows and they entertain us. They give us what we want. They appreciate us. They show that through social media in different ways. And uh, stardom, 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 stardom. They make me feel like a kid again. And that's awesome. For me, uh, it's AEW. Um, for some of the same reasons that you pick stardom, but for me, it's because as we talk about, especially compared to WWE, 
they're doing what we want WWE to do, giving the fans what they want, giving them like teasing certain things. <laughs> Excuse me. And then don't you go dying on me. Haha. Um, teasing things, but then giving us the payoffs and not making us wait three years for it. <laughs> you know, it's like they're actually now are there areas that we want them to improve in? I mean, improve on? Yes. I mean, obviously the women's division huge opportunity there for aw to still expand upon and to do better with um but for me from beginning of the year to the end of the year what they've been able to accomplish especially this year has been nothing short of of amazing now will they continue who knows we'll see um they have added a lot of talent (laughs) in the past couple months maybe too much maybe too much and that yes it may be too much talent we don't know are we going to have are they going to be bloated and not know how to manage all this but i feel at least 90% maybe even 95% of the roster in AEW is kind of the same way with stardom they want the the promotion to succeed they're trying to figure out ways to where they can all be a team to make the best product that they can um it doesn't seem like there's any huge egos muscling backstage yet i say yet because inevitably it probably will happen mm-hmm. you know it's just going to and, and we've even heard there have been some people unhappy in aw brian cage mm-hmm. unhappy with what's going on his wife very unhappy with his uh yes. uh his push there in aw but you know but i think overall for me uh that's why i gave them my promotion of the year spot would be okay. for what they've accomplished this year yeah. by the way wrestlemania was very good this year that that was one that yes. i would have been happy to choose as my pay-per-view of the year if stardom didn't knock it out of the park a couple times this year um so i don't want to say that everything wwe did sucked or all the no pay- no not at all um but stardom was just over the top yeah i mean looking at some of these categories and how we've answered yes there's been very few winners in the wwe um universe for some of these answers and we're we grew up wwe we're huge wwe fans Mm -hmm. but like i say but we're also trying to be fair and being very honest with what we've liked this year yeah i mean and again wrestlemania's two nights were phenomenal this year they were yeah other than just a couple booking decisions Mm -hmm. that was two of the best shows we've had in pay-per-view um but yeah so don't think we're not hating on wwe we're mm-hmm. not we're not trying to throw hate at WWE here. Um, all right, let's get ready to uh, wrap things up. But first, 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 first. Um, a quick surprise, and that's just uh, it could be kind of anything. Give me an off the wall prediction for 2022. Ooh, anything at all? Yeah, it doesn't have necessarily have to be a match or anything. It could be you know just. Just something you think we're going to see or happen in 2022. Um, mm, I'm wow. Um, Liv Morgan becomes a champion. Talked about her already. I think it'll happen. It may not happen at day one. I, I, in argue, I mean, I'm not even sure I want it to. If it, it might not be best for her that it happened at day one. Um, but. I think before the end of 2022, Liv Morgan will be a world champion. Okay. I like that. And I think very strong possibility of that happening. In fact, I'm going to be 
kind of super disappointed if it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. If it doesn't happen, then I mean that's just a problem. That's bad. Yep. yep. Unless unless they're again, God forbid, there's an injury or something that puts them right. on the shelf. Right. She should be a champion in 2022 by the end of the year, definitely. <laughs> yes. Um for me. I am going to say uh, Okada shows up in AEW. Okay. I think they've been teasing it a little bit towards the end of the year. And Kenny's, you know, getting, he's resting up. He has had mm-hmm. injuries, getting hurt. You know, he's, he's healing up. But once he's ready to come back, I think we're going to get uh, Okada versus Omega uh, in a U.S. promotion. I okay. think that's I think that's gonna happen in 2022. Okay. Um and I'm excited for it. <laughs> okay. Some of their matches in New Japan were amazing. Uh yeah. and I, I'm interested to see, and I think AEW especially will let them do their thing. Like they'll be like, do it, <laughs> you know, not really give them any right. restrictions. Right, right. Um, so interested to see uh how that would go over with uh, a, an American fan base. To how they mm-hmm. would respond to that so yeah well the aew fan base would respond positively to it i think but i, I i'm saying outside of them like what, what what about the fringe fans or wwe fans predominantly mm-hmm. if they got when they see the match what i'm interested to see those opinions mm-hmm. uh the people who haven't seen this match before mm-hmm. that's who i want to hear their opinions of right uh, yeah that'll be fun uh, and i i think both our predictions very very likely to happen yeah um Okay, let's move on to our two final uh, categories. And first up is our favorite moment of the year. Just your overall favorite moment of the year. I'll start. For me, I said earlier, it could have been kind of somewhere else. But it is the, I mean, CM Punk in Chicago on Rampage. The worst kept secret in wrestling leading up to it. (laughs) We kind of knew it was going to happen. And when he finally did that crowd pop, the loudest crowd reaction, I think I have ever heard uh, ever. And I mean, part of it's because they're in an arena. It's a smaller uh, condensed space. So they sound a lot louder, but just when his music finally hit, the crowd goes nuts. He comes out. They give him like it seemed like 20 minutes, almost half that rampage just to sit there and, and talk about being back. And as a huge punk fan, I I was just I was emotional. I loved it. Yeah. It was just amazing. Yeah. It was big. It was big. My favorite yeah. moment had to be uh Sasha and Bianca main event in WrestleMania. Also um, great moment. Yeah. I, as far as moments go, nothing else really came close uh for me this year. Um, not only my favorite. Sasha Banks finally getting to WrestleMania to main event of WrestleMania. Yes. She still, she still needs to win at a WrestleMania, but we'll talk about that another time. Um, but women main eventing mm-hmm. WrestleMania, um, black women, two black women main eventing WrestleMania. Like this was breaking barriers all over the place. Both of them very deserving. Uh, they put on one of the greatest matches uh, of the year. One of the greatest main events in WrestleMania history. And, um, yeah, I, for me, I mean, nothing, nothing even approached topping that as far as moments go. So very, very 
happy for both of them and proud of both of them. Yes, agreed. I echo those sentiments. That was an amazing moment. And again, breaking just history making on so many levels. So many levels. Um, Wrestlers of the year will round out our show today. Uh, We'll start with the men's side. Uh, For me, I think uh, wrestler of the year on the men. I got to give it to Roman Reigns. Talk about a guy who has just had the year of years. I mean, good Lord. Finally, and I mean, I'm not going to say it's as big or as impactful as when The Rock joined the nation and became The Rock and finally did his heel turn um, and what that led to. But this has been the best character Reigns has ever had. Uh, he's the most entertaining Reigns has ever been. Um, and he's had some really good matches this year too. I I've been absolutely loving the bloodline and I, I acknowledge Roman Reigns, my tribal chief. This was his year. Uh, earlier I went with an alternate, I don't, maybe an honor alternate, but I had a choice between two that I was trying to decide between and went with the one that you picked to not double your answer. I'm not going to do that this time because Roman Reigns deserves it. He's also my pick for male wrestler of the year for all the reasons you just outlined. Um, Great character work, great mic work. Um, He gets a reaction. Mm -hmm. People, people show up to see Roman Reigns. Undoubtedly people show up and pay money to see Roman Reigns. He's selling all that merch. He, uh, and he's had great matches too. That match with Daniel Bryan earlier this year. Mm-hmm. unbelievable unbelievable and he's had some other great ones along the way too he's doing everything right and he's been champion all year to top it off he's been undefeated roman reigns i don't yeah. see how it could be anybody else yeah I, I i don't you can't really argue i don't think i mean roman reigns uh, yeah. is just he's been the man this year and coming up probably going to be a banger of a match him and lesnar yeah day tomorrow. one tomorrow yep uh i hope to see it i don't even know when i'm gonna i'm gonna be at Universal Studios. I don't know when I'm going to get to watch all this, Tim. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to have to just rely on my analytical commentary. <laughs> oh, I'll, watch it before, I'll watch it before we record. I just don't want to be spoiled. I want to be able to watch it. Well, that's and true. I don't want to have to avoid Twitter for half a week and, and avoid Raw. And yeah, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I, you know what? I'm going to take this moment to have a little bit of a rant that isn't oh. revolved around wrestling. What? <laughs> For just what a is second. happening? <laughs> what? I don't just, know what just this a is. second. Bear with me. Um, and th- you're hearing this a couple weeks after, but recording of this is taking place much earlier than you think. Um, in fact, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home has just come out literally three days ago. <laughs> uh, people are already massively spoiling this movie. Like, not even with warnings. And you people suck. <laughs> you just suck. Now, we saw it as soon as we possibly could. Yeah, the first, first showing. On Thursday. Three, so you're not spoiling yeah, 3 it 3 p.m. on Thursday, right. Yeah. But I'm sorry, as a purist, as a fan, you people should be spit-roasted over a fire. I hate you. I hate like, you, I hate I, you, I'd I hate like, you. I'd like the authorities to note that Tim said that, not me. Hey, I'll, I'll do time for it. <laughs> 
catch these All hands. Right. I can't right. spoil that movie again. This is finally what gets us to go viral. Yes. <laughs> Doing what I have to do. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. I had to get on that. I, I, do, I do think it's different with live quote unquote sporting events. Like I think it's fine for people to be tweeting about what's going on on wrestling events and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. 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 So I'm not complaining about people for potentially spoiling day one for me. Tweet, do your tweets. But I, I, I just don't know how I'm going to make it work. Cause I don't want it spoiled for me. I want to be able to watch it fresh and not know what's happening, but I don't know how I'm going to do that while I'm in Disney world. Right. And I agree with you there. It just made me think of that. And I've been amped up about it. Today. <laughs> okay. uh, all right. It's been bottled up and you, all you right. gave me an avenue to okay. release right. the had, fury. <laughs> had little to do with the show, but cool. Nothing to do with the show. <laughs> right. But hopefully it was entertaining. Um, okay. Let's move on. Female wrestler of the year. Who you got? This was tough especially since, you know, we've been doing a show on women's wrestling and I've gotten to know more and more female wrestlers and and seeing what they're doing in their various promotions. And it it came down to a handful and it wasn't easy, but ultimately I had to give it to Tom Nakano who won the Wonder Stardom Championship back in March. She's held on to it the entire year, maybe. Um, (laughs) We don't know what happened yet on december 29th against saya kamatani um but even if she lost it to saya she held on to it for the majority of the year um and along the way she had more great matches this year than anybody else in wrestling she had great matches with julia she had great matches with saya um not even including the one on december 29th she had great matches with her own stable mates unagi sayaka mina shirakawa uh utami she had a great match with so she's just anytime she gets the opportunity to go out there and have a great match she does and it's never the same she tells different stories all the time she makes it different and unpredictable and she makes it emotional and she she draws you in and she's just an all-around performer like we rarely see in wrestling and along the way i've mentioned this too talking about unagi amina she's helped them improve over the last year if we had a most improved category which we probably should have but we didn't think about it until right now um i would have given it to one of those two i'm not sure which one but one of those two would have gotten it and they have benefited from being with tom all year and it shows so um nobody was a better performer and a better wrestler and took advantage of their opportunities this year like tom nakano and if we had an overall wrestler of the year she'd get it Okay. Okay. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, for me, again, this was, this was a difficult one to pick. Um, like I say, the one with Roman Reigns, there really was no one else who stacked up to his year. Right. But on the women's side, there have been uh, arguably several people that can fit in that category. Again, I'm not as versed in stardom, so I can't say Tom Nakano, um, even though through your recount, I can definitely see why you have picked her with, you know, when you talk about it on the shows uh, each week. Oh, Mayu. I didn't talk about her matches with Mayu. Sorry, I had to get that yeah. in there. Go ahead. Um, but, um, you know, I had stuff like, you know, Bianca Belair was on my list for a yep. while because yep. she was in, in the running out the year so hot. Of course, cooled off after SummerSlam. And that's really what took her out of the running for me. Yeah. Yeah. Becky's return. I mean, you could say she's had a good year in the latter half, but is it enough for the whole year? And the, you know, right. the best? not quite there. 
Um, Mickey James's return we've talked has been great this year uh, mm-hmm. and doing good things. But again, that's kind of the back half of the year. Right. So Sasha me, was gone for so much of the year. Yeah. So yeah. for me, mine is going to go to Dr. Britt Baker. Okay. Okay. MD. Uh, consistent all year. Um, and has just been holding on to that championship like like nobody's going to take it from her. But, I mean, someone will eventually. Right. But uh, she's been greatest champ. She's had, I mean, that match with Thunder Rosa, the Lights Out match, mm-hmm. was just in, incredible. Um, and, yeah, I mean, she, her promo work is great. Um, again, she's been champion majority of the year um, and has been consistently around, hasn't been gone no big gaps. Um, so that's why I chose to give it to her than over any, over everybody else. It's just because of the consistency. Um, I also thought about Roxy being yeah. put in there because undefeated in ring of honor, ring of honor, women's champion. Again, very tough category, very yeah. tough category, but for me, I got to give it to Dr. Britt Baker. D. All right. She's had a great year. No question. But, uh, no yeah. Question. So, uh, that is our categories, unless you have any other surprises you want to throw out there. No, and just a reminder, in, in, in case you didn't hear before or are wondering why didn't they do match of the year, we have that coming up in January. Yes, yes. Uh, we specifically left matches off of this list just because we are going to be doing our, uh, I think we said our top 10. Top match- 10 matches of the year. Yeah. Matches of the year, but we wanted to wait until the year was completely over because of that stardom pay-per-view and yep. stuff like that, just to make sure it would be an all-encompassing yep. list. And who knows, even even the New Year's Eve SmackDown could have something on it. You never know. Yeah, you never know. So Tonight's SmackDown, who knows? So we'll be waiting uh, to, to do that. Uh, yeah, again, about mid-January, we should have yeah, that one ready sometime, for you. Sometime. Again, I, I need some time to get home and to rewatch about 50 or 60 matches, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we will get that one out there in the beginning of the year sometime for a bonus episode for you guys. But uh, again, thank you um, for coming along for the ride this year. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, we hope you had a wonderful year watching wrestling like we have. Uh, we hope that you stay with us. Uh, help spread the word. Uh, again, as always, you can reach out to us uh, at POSWrestleCast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at plus wrestlecast that's p-l-u-s wrestlecast find me at timothy k steven at bizarro doom you can find us on facebook just search for the positively wrestling podcast have a happy new year everybody enjoy day one and uh you know be safe out there if you're going to party be safe be responsible we want to have you back as listeners next year so take care everyone steven take us out Matane.